Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to the Daily Daf Differently. I am Avi Strasberg, and today we're on Daf Chaf Aleph, Daf 21, continuing our study of Masechet Ta'anit. As with yesterday, the Gemara offers us another delightful agatic tangent, this time focusing on the story of a man called Nachum Ish Gamzo. But how is this tangent related to the Gemara at hand? In yesterday's daf, we learned that one can fast and sound a shofar in the case of spontaneous landslides on what were presumed to be stable foundations. However, one cannot fast and sound a shofar when the structure is unshaky and thus prone to collapsing under landslides. And how does this halakha relate to the man of the hour, Nachum Ishgamzo? Because Nachum lives in exactly this type of shaky, run-down, prone-to-collapsing house. On Dachaf Aleph, the Gemara presents two short stories about the life of the second-generation Tana, both of which speak to his particularly holy way of being in the world. The Gemara introduces him with the following description. Amru alav al nachum ishgamzo sheheya suma mishte enav gide mishte yadav kitea mishte raglav v'cholkufo malei shechin v'yamutal bevait raua v'raglei mitato munachim bisfalim shalmaim they said about Nachumish Gamzo that he was blind in both eyes, his hands cut off, his legs cut off, his body entirely covered with boils. He lived in a dilapidated house and the legs of his bed were placed into bowls with water in them to prevent ants from crawling up. Not a pretty picture that the Gemara paints. In fact, this opening image seems to present a man in great suffering, holed up in a house likely to collapse on him. The Gemara goes on to tell his story. One time, his students wanted to clear out his bed with him on it from the house. They presumed that their great rabbi was no longer safe in this structure. Their plan? First take him out on the bed, then save the vessels. But no, Nachamish Gamzo intervenes and says, Banai, Fanuat Akelim, Vecharkach, Fanuat Mitati, Shemuvtach Lechem, Shekholzman Sheni Bevait, Ein Habayit Nofel. He says, My sons, Take the vessels out and then take me and my bed out, because you can rest assured that as long as I am in the house, the house won't fall. Meaning that his righteousness would prevent the house from collapsing. But once he was out, his students' lives would be in danger. And sure enough, Pinua Takilim Vecharkach Pinuat Mitato Venafal Habait. The students cleared out the vessels and then his bed, and the moment Nachum and his bed were safely outside, the structure collapsed from within. His students are stunned in the aftermath of the collapse. They ask him, Rabbi, you are truly a righteous soul. How can it be that this is your fate? Through their question, the students struggle with the seeming injustice of the teacher's situation. Nachum Gamzo responds saying, I did this to myself. He explains this cryptic statement by telling them a story a story in which he did not respond quickly enough to the suffering of another person. He tells them about a time when he was on his way to his father-in-law's house with a great many loads. 
He was traveling with three different donkeys, one laden with food, one with drink, and one with all sorts of sweet delicacies. On his way to his father-in-law carrying all these riches, a poor person approaches him and says, Rabbi, feed me. He says back to him, wait a moment until I take these loads off the donkey. And before he finished his unloading, the poor man died in front of him. Nahum is full of regret. Had he only responded immediately, had he seen this fellow was in dire straits, but instead he put him off. He said in just a minute, forcing the fellow, wanting for food and water, to wait for a little sustenance. Nahum cries out, Enai shalochasu al inecha yisomu, yadai shalochasu al yadecha yitgadmu, raglai shalochasu al raglecha yitkau, velo nitkarara dati acha marti kolgufi yehei maleshchin. He says, let my eyes that did not have compassion for your eyes be blinded. Let my hands that did not have compassion for your hands be cut off. Let my legs that did not have compassion for your legs be severed. And Nachum did not find peace until he said, let all of my body be covered with boils. Nachum cannot forgive himself for indirectly causing this poor fellow's death. He saw someone suffering in front of him, someone in desperate need of a hand, a little food, something to drink, and he said, you can wait. And for this, he loses his sight, his limbs, the comfort of his skin. His students say back to him, Oy lanu How sorry we are that we must see you this way. And Nachum says back to his students, Oy li, im lo How sorry it would be for me if you did not see me this way. The students struggle with seeing the suffering of their teacher, and their teacher responds by saying, It would be I that suffered had I not been punished for that moment that brief lapse in priorities when I asked the poor person to wait before giving him sustenance. Nahum can't forgive himself for prioritizing his own to-do list for a moment, even though he intended to help the poor person. We might argue in his defense and say, but he stopped, at least he saw him, at least he was getting off to help. Surely that momentary lapse of judgment can be forgiven. How could he have known five minutes would mean life or death? I couldn't possibly count the number of times that I have prioritized my own to-do list, my own needs over a person in need before me. How many times I've said to myself, I want to help, I will help, but just not right now. Maybe once things settle down, when I'm less in a rush, when I have more money, and that's all assuming I actually see and acknowledge the need of the other. What about all those other times when I'm unaware of the suffering around me? the times when it's too far away or I'm moving too fast to look past myself and at the other. Nachumish Gamzo put the poor fellow's needs on hold for a moment, and for this, he can't forgive himself. What about me? What about the countless times I put others' needs on hold? When we encounter someone in need, what would it mean to put them first, to get off of our donkeys and feed them, rather than wait for a better moment? It might mean supporting the organization American Jewish World Service in their gender equality campaign and their work to convince Congress to pass the International Violence Against Women's Act. This act, if passed, would encourage the U.S. government to direct foreign aid and international diplomacy towards efforts that would end violence against women and girls. Or it might mean joining with the organization TRUA, the rabbinic call for human rights, 
in the work to ensure that the Immokalee farm workers in Florida, who are vulnerable to labor trafficking and slavery, receive fair wages and regulated working conditions for their work. Whatever it means to you, I take from the story of Nachum Ishgamzo a call to do better, to be better, to get off my donkey, to top, stop saying maybe next time, and to have compassion on the vulnerable other asking for help. To close with a haiku, my hands hold your hands, my eyes meet your eyes, I'm here, tell me what you need. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.